Welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange Podcast. This is your host, Luke Beckman, Grain Sales Manager for Central Valley Ag. During this podcast, we dissect the latest USDA updates and discuss other key market features. Every month, you will hear from different members of the CBA Grain Team on what trends we are seeing in the marketplace and solutions to current marketing challenges. Welcome to the month of August. I'm Luke Beckman, host of the CBA Grain Exchange. We're here uh, talking about the August crop report, kind of an interesting set of numbers here today as we get the USDA's first objective thoughts on yield estimates. Uh, they did issue uh, yield surveys to producers as well as incorporate satellite imagery into uh, today's yield estimates. So excited to take a peek at those numbers. Uh, I want to introduce our guest for episode number five of the CVA Grain Exchange. Today we're bringing Tom Ritzdorf on. Uh, from our Bradshaw location. Tom, welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange. Thanks, Luke. Great to be here. Tom, tell us just a little bit about your background in the grain business. Well, I uh, I grew up on a farm south of Howells, Nebraska. Went to school there. Graduated from Kearney State College. Uh, farmed with my dad for a couple of years. Uh, tough years, early 80s. Interest rates hovering around 20%. But I was really glad I had those years. It's really made me able to empathize with farmers over the years as we work with them. Uh, got into the grain business uh, in 1982. Spent about 10 years with Schooler Grain in various locations. Uh, then uh, the last location was here in the York area. Um, the ethanol plant uh, was opened up in uh, 1992, and I went to or 1994, and I went to work for them as their first grain buyer and selling distiller's grain for a couple of years. So got my feet wet in that industry as well. Then I hooked on with the co-op. Uh, Dave Bartek kind of lured me over to the co-op system. I've been here ever since. So uh, various capacities of management, grain buying. Uh, most uh, recently now is a grain specialist. And really from your perspective, Tom, you've worn uh, a couple different hats for various companies. Tell us from your perspective, what value does CVA and the cooperative system provide to its employees? Well, I think it's a great place to work. Um, the, the CVA um, entity provides a lot of um, uh, growth opportunity, a lot of diversity. If you start with CVA and uh, say you're an accountant and you feel like, hey, I like uh, working with numbers, but I also like talking to people, uh, we might uh, be able to uh, fit you into an agronomy sales position, uh, grain sales position. Uh, a lot of companies, you would have to move to, uh, to make that type of a change. So a lot, lot of growth opportunities and a lot of, lot of diversity within CVA. And all while being local, kind of a, uh, a tenant of uh, being in the cooperative system as we are located rural in Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas. Cor correct. Don't have to move to the coast to, to find a better opportunity. Wonderful. Well, Tom, excited to have your wisdom on today as we dissect the August uh, S&D report. Let's dive into the numbers and get your thoughts on some things. Uh, so on the old crop side for corn, we'll talk corn first. Uh, we did see a friendly demand revision. Uh, corn exports went up 20 million to 1.795, uh, so the carryout dropped by a similar amount. Uh, the average farm price stayed at 360. That's important as we think about uh, the farm program for this fall, some of the PLC and ARC uh, considerations there. So no price change uh, on the average farm price on the corn balance sheet. As we look at new crop, uh, the USDA, the big thing that we were going to look at today was the yield change. Um, it was a week ago. 
um, Monday, I believe, where we started to see some private estimates come out on corn yield numbers. They were large, uh, north of 180, uh, very much record um, should those come to be. So USDA acknowledged a big crop today. We thought they might. Uh, that was up 3.3 bushels an acre to 181.8, uh, easily a record yield here for U.S. production. Um, as we look at production then, that was, of course, higher. Demand revisions for new crop, if you remember, in July, they actually cut demand once we incorporated the big acreage cuts from June 30th. This month, they go back the other direction. They add demand back to the balance sheet, which is positive. So feed and residual was up 75 million bushels. We see that when we see big crops, um, just thinking that low prices buy demand. Um, and then on the export side, we did see those go up 75 million to 2.225 billion bushels. So overall, demand was up 150 million bushels. Um, production was up 278. So net net, the carryout for 2021 goes up 108 million bushels um, to 275, and the average farm price cut from 335 to 310. So a lot of numbers there, Tom. What were your takeaways from today's report? You said it, Luke, a lot of numbers there. But, you know, in the end, when I took a quick look at those uh, numbers, uh, really felt neutral to me looking at the range, uh, you know, what the trade was expecting. You know, the 2.75 billion bushel carry out uh, right, uh, you know, toward probably toward the low end of the range, actually. So uh, uh, helped us just a bit there. Uh, the um, uh, world carry out on corn, uh, again, probably uh, uh, helped us just a bit as it came in at 317 million metric tons uh, down toward the lower end of the range. And that 181 Point eight uh, uh, bushel yield estimate, uh, certainly higher than last month, but it kind of felt like we dodged a bullet there. As you said, some of the private guys had it much higher than that. So uh, uh, really um, felt a, a, a little relieved when I saw the numbers today. And the market seemed to respond, um, you know, similar to what you've laid out there, Tom. I mean, we were a little bit higher today uh, in corn. We did finish uh, three cents higher really in the September, three and three quarters in the December. So uh, the corn market acknowledged a report that, I mean, it's certainly not bullish, but uh, hey, can we take three cents as a win closing higher today? Exactly. You know, I think, uh, you know, had some things in the background going on. Exports have been good the last few uh, weeks. Um, Iowa's been dry. Of course, we have the storm in Iowa um, here just a couple of days ago, swept through Iowa and some of the eastern states. Too late to get into this report, but maybe in the back of the trader's mind that there's a, there's a few bullish factors out there. And then we get hit with some what might be uh, termed neutral numbers uh, helped us uh, finish on the positive side today. So we'll get a chance really to see... Uh, um, USDA factor in the storm across Iowa uh, in the September numbers. Any early speculation, Tom, on what's been lost in terms of production? You know, that's tough to say uh, this early. Things look really tough. It's, it's tough, certainly, for the, those uh, uh, personally affected. But um, you know what will what will come back up. Uh, you know, will it be uh, will will they gain fifty percent of what's been knocked down, or twenty five percent, or none of it? So uh, you know, it's probably a little too early to tell. Uh, we'll we'll just have to see as uh, the month goes on here, and and just uh, how severe that damage was. State of Iowa in today's uh, corn yield estimates, state average was up two bushels from the previous year in August. Uh, that yield estimated at two hundred two oh two for a corn yield. So. 
uh, 202 bushels per acre, pretty large. Uh, we might expect that to come down as the USDA gets out and um, does some objective yield surveys for their September report. Um, so all of that kind of thrown together, Tom, you know, what do you feel it means for price direction here between now and the end of August? Well, Luke, I, again, I was kind of afraid of today. I, I, I just was hoping we'd dodge the bullet, and I feel like we have. Uh, with that in mind and with, with some of those background things going on, I think we have a chance to go up a little bit here, but I wouldn't I wouldn't get um, my sights up set too high. You know, I think that uh, any any type of um, a rally here, you know, five, 10 cent rally, especially if you've got old crop grain, I'd, I'd get pretty aggressive moving that on out. This time of year seasonally just is not friendly to corn. That's well documented. So I can't argue with you there. Good conversation there on corn. Let's flip the page over to soybeans. Uh, as we look at the old crop for 1920, uh, the only change the USDA made was a five million bushel bump to crush demand. That just continues to go up and up as uh, as we burn through the years. So crush margins uh, still favorable enough to see some uh, disappearance there. Uh, so overall, ending stocks get cut 5 million to 615 million bushels for the old crop. Uh, as we look at the new crop side of things, uh, we did expect yield to go up again today. Uh, USDA acknowledged that big number uh, on the soybean yield side of things, 53.3%. That's up three and a half bushels uh, compared to a month ago and easily a record uh, as we look at soybean production. Um, on the production side, uh, nearly record as we look back in time at 4.425 billion bushels on the crop side of things. Uh, demand side for new crop, USDA did bump crush again, uh, 20 million bushels higher there. Uh, they did bump new crop export demand uh, up 75 million. So carry all that through and really what you get is a, is a uh, carryout estimate for 2021 at 610 million bushels, that's up 185 from last month, uh, largely on just a really big yield forecast. So, Tom, uh, dissect those numbers for us. What were your takeaways? Well, as we mentioned, corn being neutral, uh, beans, uh, that number scared me when I saw that. Uh, you know, taking um, the carry out from 425 million a, a month ago to 610 million. Taking the yield to a record high, 53.3 bushels per acre, I was I was a little afraid of what we might see 20, 30 minutes into the trade. We started out a couple lower, uh, just as corn started just fractionally lower. When corn turned around and started up, beans followed, uh, much to my surprise. Uh, it was a real nice ending for the day, up 9 to 10 cents on, on the board. Again, I'm not sure if there's some underlying factors that traders are taking in consideration, but all told, with the numbers that we saw today, I was very pleased with the outcome of the market. Really unexpected, Tom, and I can't I can't disagree with you as we look at the state maps. Uh, you know, record yields forecasted in South Dakota, Nebraska, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, um, and uh, uh, just big numbers all over the board. So uh, we'll see how uh, you know some early crop tours come in and, and what they see in the in the soybean numbers but uh, we'll take a, a nine higher day on a on a bearish set of data uh, like we got today Tom what do you think it means price direction here through the end of the month and maybe some ideas for producers well you know I've seen a lot of things through the years sometimes we see a surprise like this where we're up nine 
We didn't expect to be. Next day, you know, they take some of it back. I hope that's not the case. If we can gain some momentum or keep the momentum going, is probably a better term tomorrow. Then I could see us, uh, you know, moving up uh, 10, 15, 20, 25 cents. But uh, again, to to go beyond that, you got to take a look at that carryout number. And and we're going to have plenty of beans uh, to finish out this year and, and a lot of beans next year. So uh, start to uh, get aggressive with sales, uh, you know, uh, new crop and old crop, you know, anything north of $8 into that um, $8.25 range, uh, it would be would be my suggestion. Yeah, if we could get a second day of confirmation here, just as we look at the charts, I, I think you're right on the money there, Tom, and uh, the fundamentals wouldn't support today's price action, but uh, sometimes there's some underlying factors taking place so that um, trigger some technical uh, aspects that can that can drive prices higher. So uh, we're getting into that time where it's about decision time for some harvest sales and, and cleaning up old crop. Tom, I want to uh, take this opportunity as we look at the calendar, it's August, and typically this time of the year, our summer highs are behind us. Probably pretty confident that's the case in corn, and we'll see if we can find some higher prices in soybeans. But um, as we look back, what are some things that you know, you learned this year or reinforced this year uh, after going through the summer that we did? Well, Luke, uh, I think the big thing that we saw several times this summer was that uh, uh, highest prices came in the middle of the night. Uh, Having offers in would have captured those prices. And another thing that uh, I've been hearing a lot of is people kicking themselves for not getting enough old crop, not getting enough new crop book. And I wouldn't be too hard on myself because the windows of opportunity were very small. You know, we go, we go back, uh, you know, the marketing is a very emotional thing. Uh, a year ago, 470 futures and every news outlet saying we're going to 550, 570. So it was tough to sell their crop and sell another year's crop Today, yeah, it would have been easy to say we should have done that, but but it's tough. So what happens? We get a surprise from the USDA about this time of year. They didn't agree with the unplanted acres, and in no time at all, we've dropped a dollar a bushel. Pretty hard to sell some grain after you've dropped a dollar a bushel, especially when you don't believe the numbers. So that's what we are looking at come January. In January, the only thing we were worried about was when our deal with China was going to happen. Well, it finally happened. But instead of an immediate outflow of grain out of the country, we had a several year deal. And so the trade was disappointed. And instead of going up, we dropped. So again, a tough time to sell when you're looking for that positive bump. And um, and we got a negative one instead. So what I'm saying is that this is all emotion. It, it's really tough to sell as things are going down. What we've got to do, what we've got to concentrate on is knowing our break-even prices. Once we know that, we've got to get some orders in above that or, or at or above that. That's what keeps us in business. If uh, that takes the emotion out of it, that uh, doesn't factor in the disappointment from a market drop. So if we can get uh, those those offers in and uh, keep them in, uh, you know, they'll fill on their own. Uh, they're not, not worried about what the market will do. There's really something powerful, Tom, in keeping uh, marketing simple. Uh, and it really comes down to human behavior and, and a lot of the emotions that influence grain marketing. And we've all seen the, the chart talking about hope and greed and then the fear and the panic and the 
uh, capitulation and all of that, that that we see. So very much an emotional piece. And really, that's something in the value you provide in your role uh, is creating and driving discipline into producers' marketing decisions and uh, trying to maybe be the angel on their shoulder and, and uh, speaking some, uh, being the voice of reason uh, as we think about marketing our grain. So find a partner, uh, you know, find, find a partner at CVA. We're a great source of information. Tom, you're a great source of information for your producers. Uh, and find that discipline that you need in grain marketing because we do grow this crop to sell it. And uh, you're always going to have crop to sell. If it's not this year's crop, it's next year's crop. So uh, those orders are a great and valuable way uh, of ensuring that you can sell at prices that uh, are profitable for you. Uh, Tom, we're going to bring this thing down for a landing. Uh, as we look ahead, I know you talked about price thoughts for the next couple weeks, but we're kind of in that window as we transition from growing season to harvest. Just big picture, what are some things that uh, farmers should be thinking about as we get into September? Well, again, just review your situation on uh, both old and new crop sales and take a, a real realistic look at it. It may not be as bad as you thought. You know, uh, we might have had some early sales in uh, upwards toward that $4 mark. We've got some government uh, help along the way. Uh, we might have to sell some bushels down here where we don't want to sell them, but all told, averaged in, it may not be as bad as you think. So be realistic about taking a look at your situation, set some goals, and then get those offers in. That's going to do it for episode number five of the CVA Grain Exchange. Thanks so much to Tom for joining us today. Uh, if you have any additional questions about some of the things we discussed on today's podcast, reach out to your grain specialist. We've got a great team of folks scattered across Nebraska and Iowa. You can check them out at cvacoop.com. That's going to do it. We'll see you in September. Thanks for listening to the CVA Grain Exchange. Stay up to date on all things CVA Grain by signing up for our grain emails at cvacoop.com grain or follow us on social media at Central Valley Ag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next month, and until then, stay safe.